0: bum 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 hello everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and you are back for the season finale of winter is blooming it's season one baby and it's coming to a close i'm joined by joseph george what's up homie oh what up what up always a pleasure to be here oh and it is always a pleasure to have you it is nice and late, very late at night. It is our first podcast in some time. I've been dealing with an illness, which has not been fun. And you might be able to hear it in the sound of my voice and, uh, but it's better than it sounded in days. So I was, I was itching to get back on the pod. So we're going to go ahead and fucking do it. Fire and blood, the 10th and final episode of season one of Game of Thrones, written by David Benioff and DB Weiss D&D and directed again by alan taylor just like last week uh speaking of the mcu we were talking a lot about off mic alan taylor thor dark thor the dark world a lot of connections to what you were uh what you were talking there
1: it's all connected
0: no it's all connected it's all connected (laughs) but uh this was uh our first season finale on the journey and boy oh Oh, boy this one does not disappoint it's a biggin uh definitely one of the more memorable last moments Uh, But beyond that, I didn't remember a lot. And I think Mm -hmm. with reason, you know, it is truly, it's very, very set up heavy for what's coming. And uh, because there's a lot coming. It's with good reason that there's a lot of setup.
1: That's what the season kind of was. It was just a a way to to build the world. It was just a, a massive world building season that also happens to have a super good story that goes along with it. But that's the, the thing is that the story of this entire season is Bran saw Cersei and Jamie fucking, so he had to push him out the window and kinda started a war. It, but it's only been the very, very beginnings of that. And yes, we did have Ned die. You know, last episode, rest of peace to our boy. We don't have him anymore, which is really sad. No more Sean Bean. That makes me sad. Um, I guess one more cameo this episode? Maybe. I don't know how they made that. Yeah, I know. I don't know how they made that,
0: but, um... I actually do. That is a prosthetic they they created. a. It's not like CG'd. It is a literal built head that exists.
1: Um... You think Sean Bean gotta keep that? Or who do you think has, do you think someone has that still?
0: I've actually, this is a crazy thing to know, uh, it's actually kept in a warehouse, uh, full of just random props and visual effects from Hollywood history, uh, and it's kept alongside a, a prosthetic head of George W. Bush. So there's a building
1: in the world that has a bunch of movie props in it, and there's probably a section of just heads of famous probably. people, and so happens that this head of Sean Bean is next to George W. Bush? Yes. Bush's like, for what? I don't what, remember like if the George
0: W. Bush one was in the best taste, if I recall, if it was, to, if it was, uh, used oh. for the best. I believe that it was also used in Game of Thrones and they had to CGI augment it because it was, it was on one of those spikes. Uh. Did they try to get away with putting George Bush's head on a
1: spike and then they were like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Change I think it.
0: I think that's what happened. Uh, but uh, That's what season
1: one really is. Testing the limits of network television.
0: Yeah, it wants to know what it can get away with. wants to know what it can get away with. But uh, this was a fucking goodie. This was actually the first, and from now on I will be doing this because, holy shit, I didn't realize it made a difference, but it does. This was the first one I watched on the newly Uh, received Blu-rays. Yes, I wanted to ask you about that, how that was. Oh, um, so it does make
1: it, a difference. Okay.
0: It does. I did a little bit of a, uh, like a, a switch, like a side by side to just see, uh, I got to a shot at the beginning of the episode where like Lewin breaks the news to Bran and, uh, Osha that he like, he goes like Bren and it's like snowing. And I was like, Oh, this is a pretty shot. Let's see what, let's see what the difference is. The colors are richer. The contrasts are deeper. The darks are darker. The lights are lighter. It's just all around a better looking experience and a better sounding experience, uh, streaming. You're only getting so much out of it as it Mm. turns out. Um, which I mean, I'd never, I'm not going to like swear by blu rays. I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's the only way I watch things now. No, I mean like, it'll be the only way I watch game of Thrones from here on out because I have the means to, um,
1: that is nice.
0: Yeah. but That's the thing. I watched nine episodes of this show and thought it looked fucking great. Uh, so it's like what,
1: Whatever the, the audio, that would be nice. This would be a show that would benefit from really nice audio, like in the later seasons too. Like uh, for to all the me. action even, like would be really nice. But the one I'm just
0: specifically like... excited for with these Blu-rays is The Long Night Season 8 Episode 3 because it's, oh, it's mm. so dark. Like the dark scenes in this, I can see fucking clear as day. Uh, That's actually a game changer. Oh, game I want! I cannot wait to see that episode on these Blu-rays. That's gonna be uh, sick. That yeah. ooh. because that I'm that that is one. Th- this
1: Game of Thrones is pretty dark. Like just overall, like overall,
0: very naturally. We got a lot of that show, yeah.
1: Um, and it. I don't know. I I guess I've I've never had like. Oh my god! I literally can't see what's going on, but like it's like this in the back of my mind that it's like, man, it could be a little bit
0: brighter. Like, I don't know why, but it's the King in the North scene in this episode, Mm. really dark. Uh, and I think you can see fine. It's not like it's anything crazy, Mm. but on those blu-rays it's crystal clear. I can see Mm. every single person in that room. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Mm. it was just a whole new way to experience it. And, uh, I didn't realize that it was a whole new way to experience it. You know, like I was just kind of like, ah, this will be cool. I'm excited to have these for like the commentaries and stuff. And I'll start. I'm actually going to start from here on in doing my best to, I think every episode hasn't, has a commentary. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my best to watch the episode, then watch it with a commentary, and then come to the podcast so I can bring whatever they're bringing.
1: Yeah, they do. Those commentaries actually, like, they dive pretty deep into some really, like, big scenes. That was just, like, I don't know, like, just watching a couple of those, even, like, after House of the Dragon, um, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, wow, that, that gave, like, I did not take that scene that way during the episode. And then hearing it from the director, I'm like, Oh, that makes so much more sense. Like, I know sometimes it's helped just understand the show a lot better.
0: 100%. Uh, me. 100%. And, well, that's another important thing is that like, uh, what the creator intended is obviously important, but the way you take it is equally as hmm. important. Whatever way you perceive the show, it's it's valid you know like whatever whatever you take it to be saying it's saying at least for you you know i think that's that's the fair way to view uh all things art all movies all shows all books all paintings for like Mm. anything if you're uh if you perceive it to say one thing it's saying that one thing you know so uh i think that's fair but uh are you ready for a semi scene by scene breakdown of our first season finale of the whole shitteroo. Let's do it. Where are we starting? We're starting in the thick of it in King's Landing. Okay. Yes, we're we're kicking it off where this episode kicked it off at the Great Sept of Baelor where Ned Stark has been executed. His body lay limp, his head lifted by Sir Illan Payne. Uh Ice covered in blood dripping in blood. Uh, very, very disappointing sight. Quite the quite the sad sight to see and uh you know, Sansa's fainted, Yorin is dragging Arya away, uh making a point. Oh boy, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a you're gonna be a smart boy, huh? You're gonna be a good boy. Come on, let's go, boy. And uh once he gets her out of there he, he cuts her hair with a knife she's like i'm not a boy and he's like you're not a smart boy you mean
1: yeah and yeah, he's very like this was just very quick he was very quick to this um just you very instant you know and it, very clutch this was very you know Ario's like uh what's going on and then she's like oh okay this sucks but i guess i get you know i i get it now
0: well there and there are layers to it you know ned knew that he's a man of the night's watch and one of the only places in the realm he'll be safe from the lannisters or she'll be safe from the lannisters is at the wall uh with her brother or even in winterfell you know but uh
1: Imagine she that. Goes what like your
0: journey before she gets there?
1: Uh, imagine the like she actually joins the Nights Watch. Like that's imagine like from here.
0: Be How insane. young can you be? Is there yeah. an age limit? Is can well, you go that, at any? Is that little fucking kid? uh he's a he's not a wildling. He's just a fucking villager who lives nearby. Ollie, did, did John have to? Oh yeah, no, that's right. There was yeah. That was he actually like a mem? Like did he take the vow? I don't know if he took the vow that's a good question i don't like well we'll have to look out for it this time around but uh we've never seen a child this young make it to the wall it you does look like John... they're accepting the likes of hot pie who is not an old kid you know he's a young he's a young lad uh, certainly younger than uh oh uh, fucking robert's bastard son Gendry. Gendry, yeah. I was, yeah. I was having a tough time there. was having a tough time. But, yes, uh, any hoozle, let's continue. Uh, he cuts her hair down with a knife, and he tells her that he will get her out of King's Landing and in, and into Winterfell as a, recu- as a recruit of the Night's Watch. Uh, and he warns her not to trust anybody else, none of the other recruits, because half of them would hand her over to Cersei for a pardon, and the other half would do the same, but they would rape her first.
1: Uh, Eesh! Harsh reality.
0: Harsh reality of the Night's Watchmen heading north from King uh, from King's Landing. They're not the nicest bunch here. Oh, they're not by any means. Mm-mm. But uh, next up, we see Joffrey holding court on the throne, and a, a singer is brought before him, and he sings one of the funniest songs in all of the show about how Robert's. Balls were eaten by the lion And the boar did all the rest
2: And uh,
0: It says that the, the Boar might have killed the lion or it Might have killed King Robert but the lion in his bed Had already eaten his balls And uh, the singer Turns out to be uh, Marillion This is actually the guy who we saw Earlier at the crossroads Who was like, Catelyn, let me sing a song For you Oh you
1: know? no
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh. Yep. <laughs> yeah so you he know, would have been better off, man, this poor guy just had to had to be around when Joffrey was king, you know that's just it's <sighs> a, a bad
0: time to be bad around ni- bad time to be a person in King's landing, yeah or just, anywhere in the seven kingdoms it's a bad time to exist in general bad bad time for a ruler here, but uh Joffrey asks him he's like that's that's quite funny probably was much better received at the uh, taverns You performed it in. You know, everyone's a little afraid to laugh right now. Um, tell me, which do you prefer? Your hands or your tongue? And he's like, I mean, a man needs his hands, your grace. He's Perfect. Your tongue it is, Sir Ellen. Who more fit than the man without a tongue to bring me his tongue? Come on now. And uh, he's like, you know what? That's it for me. I'm done for the day. Ah, love cutting out tongues. Sansa, it's come on.
1: Incredible how quickly they get you to hate Joffrey. Like, oh, it's so there, quick. And it's there so- was, there was like that, that maybe redemption, you know, of like when he had that conversation with Sansa and he's like, I'm actually going to be a, a good. I'm gonna be good, you know, babe. Yeah. I'm I'm turning a new leaf. I'm if I'm gonna be king, I I can't I can't be this way. I have to make this change. Let me show you your dead father's head on a spike and make you look at it as long as it please. Like, dude, like it, it, already, I hate you for chopping off this dude's tongue. Like, rent, poor dude, you know. But just
0: God, like I, I'm already hating you. And then, like, and then for him to be like, Sansa, come on, come on. And he's, like, like, excited. He's not, like, he's not, like, Yeah, he's having fun think. with it. Yeah, he's, he's having fun. He's not being grave or anything. He's like, ha, 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 I got something to show you. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, it's fine. Come on. Uh, and one thing I really love about these scenes is how much the Hound is looking out for her without her realizing it. Uh, like, even in this moment, whenever he's like, follow me, Sansa, and okay. she just stands there for a second, and the Hound's like, come on, hon. Please do what you're told, or else mm. I might have to do things to you also, and I do not want that. Like, I mm-hmm. have no interest in hitting you. I have no interest in you being harmed, little bird. Hound, uh, um, so yeah. But,
1: he's a real one.
0: He's I, I, I love me the Hound, man. Mm. He's a great character. Uh, and was a top Top candidate, like a couple of top candidates early on for favorite character. This episode were Yoren and the Hound. I think uh, I think they're both mm. uh, they're both really cool in this episode. Obviously, very tiny roles in this episode, but uh, ne- nevertheless, I think they do a lot of really admirable shit with their few scenes. Um, yeah, and I haven't mm. really decided on favorites. Um, yeah, still-
1: I only have my my scene and and line, I haven't decided on my character and performance yet. I
0: think I've decided on my line and I think I've decided on line performance and scene character Mm -hmm. is the only thing that's really up in the air for me at this point. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, after he takes her, you know, he takes her to look at the head, mounted on a spike. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get Rob's next. I'm gonna show you that too. Uh and then uh she says, Maybe he'll bring me yours. And that is my line. That one was my line. I I love her clapping back at him there. Uh just and the performance Sophie Turner puts on here is fantastic. Uh the like when she first shows up and looks away in horror, and then uh she's like forced to look up, so she just like hardens herself and looks and is like how long do I have to look, your grace? As long as it pleases me. And he's like, she's like, all right, fine. I'll do that then. He makes a snide remark. She makes a snide remark back and, uh, a, a very good example of how big of a bitch Joffrey is. He's like, well, it's not very kingly of a man to put his, uh, hands on his, on his lady. So, uh, you know what? Marin Trent, go ahead and, uh, hit her across the face a couple of times.
1: Oh my God! This is the first. Th- In at least, I'm of the impression that this was Joffrey's first time of him asking, "Hit Sansa for me," because he's like, "This isn't very kingly for me to do." So please do this for me. It's like this sounds like it's the first time that he's asking for
0: this. Yeah, this dude took his opportunity to the max do you remember anything about this guy
1: only the only this but no no i mean net
0: not in the future no does this is top tier one of the sickest fucks in the show uh-oh what does I he do not, i will not i will not i i we will get there uh but <laughs> how, he is how soon how far away is it pretty far down the line I think season five is when you see truly just how sick of a fuck he is. Because uh, he's not big. He's not a big character. He pops in, he pops out. Uh, it's just I'll what be thinking
1: about it all. I'll, I'll never come up with it.
0: Well, I'll give you one in the meantime. Uh You remember that scene a little bit later on where Joffrey makes a dude, like, rip Sansa's clothes off in court? Okay. That's this guy. Also, he's very, very cool doing that.
1: Yep, my Uh, bet He's,
0: he's jumping onto that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's a sick fuck. And, uh, yeesh. Yep, slaps her, slaps her across the face a couple of times. Sansa eats those hands too, by the way. Absolutely. Holy, yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, She's a beast. Uh, absolutely pimp. Uh, and then she, she decides then. You know, because Joffrey's like, you best learn to, uh, you know, obey. Cersei says we're gonna be wed. So, you know, hmm. you better, you better learn. And then she looks down and I'm thinking like, ah, oh, no, this poor girl, she's thinking about jumping, just ending it all. Uh, no, she's thinking about pushing Joffrey. And I remember, and it, when that came about, I remember the first time I was watching this, just going like, oh, please do it. Please. Would, yep. Please do please, it. Please, please. Like, Oh, you know, and then being pissed at the Hound for stopping her, but this time being able to watch it and go, he's saving her a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and Joffrey gets his... You know, it, I wish
1: it could have happened sooner. I wish it could have happened at conception. Um, But, like, he does get it pretty good and publicly too, and embarrassingly. So I'm okay with I'm okay, you know, with it. Like it's it's a thing you got to wait for. And we were kind of waiting this whole season for Ned to die. It's like a bad thing to wait for. But that's a thing that we like are looking forward. That's that's one of that we're like, "Oh, I can't wait for Joffrey I can't to die." Wait to be like, done with this fuck. Oh my god, I can't wait for that guy to die.
0: And choke. And the purple, purple wedding. have got We've got, him, we've got is, him for like another 23 weeks. Oh. It's going to be a while.
2: That's half a
1: year, man. That's like a, that's a lot. That's like, that's like, yeah, that's like, that's a long time.
0: It's a long time, but, uh, it'll be sweet. It'll be sweet when it gets here. Mm. Uh, but obviously the hound stops her, wipes the blood from her lips and tells her, make it easy on yourself. Just give him what he wants. Uh, which is also kind of like a layered thing. Coming from the hound? Like uh like he's just making shit easy on himself and just giving the king what he wants, just giving the boy what he wants, and it's obviously different for a lady like Sansa. Uh mm.
1: Yes, it's crazy. It's like that's his wife. Like soon to be wife, you know. Like his
0: betrothed.
1: That's just nuts. Like that that dude Joffrey is, like, the most stereotypical. He's an incel. Yeah. Literally, I mean, like. He's a king that is incel. God, why? Like, it's such, it's like, they know just the exact strings to pull to make you hate him so much more. Oh, and they're
0: perfect at it they're perfect at it they know exactly how to make this kid the sickest fuck you've ever seen and this actor is incredible at playing it by the way he's a he's a great actor uh that's and no he longer acting go anywhere yeah yeah he probably yeah, no, go he was the, he's that one that of those dudes way. who would get booed when he was on the fucking street
1: that's uh, so bad around. that's bad Is that, that, that's, it it honestly is like a compliment, though, to his performance or the writing of the character. I don't know. Maybe it's, I guess anyone.
0: Jack Gleason. Hmm. Oh, he just got married a few months back. Good for him. Wow. Got married in September. Yeah, and we'll also be seeing him before long in our comic book journey through film because he plays a tiny, tiny role as a young boy in Batman Begins. I always remember that every time I watch Batman Begins. I see him and I'm like, oh my god, that's Joffrey fucking Baratheon.
1: No way.
0: And Batman
1: yep. Begins?
0: Yep, he's just a fucking kid. You'll see him and you'll recognize him immediately because he looks like Joffrey Baratheon. Uh, <laughs> that'll be a fun huh? That'll be a fun okay. one, but uh, yeah, nevertheless. Moving on from that, uh, we then get to a scene that we talked about a few weeks back. That you did not recall at all. But uh Cersei Lannister has taken a lover. And it's her cousin, mm. Lancel.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, just. just yep. Casually.
0: Like, okay. And he's uh, like, "Ah man, was war this fun the last time we went to war when you were young? <laughs> I'm a little fucking dipshit.
1: So uh, weird. It's like is Cersei like it doesn't seem like she's like into it. Or maybe I don't know. She just like, she seemed like she just didn't want to be there.
0: I, my, is I take it to be Cersei has needs. And Jamie's gone. She wishes they were fulfilled by Jamie. And the closest she can get to that connection is another family member. Which is, uh, like that's oh, yeah. the thing. This is what makes her. This single act, this single scene, makes her entire romantic interest in Jamie interesting. Like, it's...
2: Yeah. Her romantic
0: interests in general, interesting. Like, Is it... So is her... Maybe her...
1: She's just so bloodline, like, I don't even know what to... Like, crazy... Like that's all she cares about. She is like she only cares about it being Lannister blood. That's it. Doesn't matter who. But like Jamie, obviously she's more connected with because she literally came out of the womb and she says Is it her that says they came out of the womb together? Oh that's That's her. Yeah, so like I feel like they both she's in love with him more, I feel. I guess i don't know this season it's this rewatch it's been surprising like jamie's love has actually been shining through a lot more this season like he's been the one to actually be like i would go to the the
0: ends you know he's been like all the you know like the i firmly believe that maintains uh throughout the show Uh, there Mm -hmm. comes a point where she worries a lot more about a lust for power and he he's like we could just go like he does the That's whole Christian Cole Rhaenyra yeah. thing. Like we could just go across the sea. Mm. We could live the rest of our days in peace. Our like I think it comes when their children are dead and he's making like one last like, Come on, let's leave. Like we don't have to do this anymore. And uh and she's like, No, I'm gonna be queen and I'm gonna fuck these hoes up. You know, like uh she she does one of those things and it's like,
1: ah well oh, they'll die together.
0: Yeah. They do. And that's one of the things that makes me go. I don't I don't think he I don't think there's I I really think he loves her a lot more than she loves him and it makes it hurt even worse when he decides to go back. Uh Yeah. He was on a good
1: run at the end there. Jane oh, was He was
0: like that's the single that's the one thing that I think no matter how fast you do it it was done bad. Uh, Just under rocks to, you know, just crushed.
1: You know? Like, not even, like, killed by someone. Not even, like, wildfire. Not even a sword. You know? Not even Drogon. Just, just crushed. in In the dungeon.
0: Hey, man. It is what it is. Fuck you, you get what we give. But,
1: uh, <laughs> I, I guess we got a while for that. We got a that while. That's a
0: while away. That's uh, literally seven season finales away. Yeah. Uh, so but, we, uh, we got a while. <laughs> we do have a while, but, uh, nevertheless, uh, she is reading news of Jamie's capture at the hands of the Starks and uh lancel's mouthing away like "Ooh, is that news of the war can you tell me what it is what's the next move and she's like shut the fuck up get back in bed round two bitches uh
1: is that what she's meaning there or is she just mean like shut up get in bed like no just,
0: it, 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 i think the the get back in bed yeah means we're go- we're getting back to it wow I think that's what it's like. She needs to fuck to clear her head. I uh, And not, we talked about the bloodline thing being what does it for her. I think another thing that does it for her is her narcissism. Mm. I think she loves fucking someone who looks like her. Uh, oh. Which is why she loves fucking her twin. Oh. Oh, I've never thought about that. Yeah, no, I think she is very, very full of herself, uh, to the point where she is willing to to fuck anything that kind of looks like her. Uh yeah, she's a disturbing woman. Uh a bunch of disturbing characters. And the fact that Lancel's just like all in. He's like, fuck yeah. Let's do this thing. That what dude the fuck? That dude's just chilling.
1: You know, as as far as Game of Thrones characters go, yeah, he's he's a little, you know, he's in, he's got the incest card against him, but like other than that, he's a little, he, he was a little kind of, you know, just very afraid kind of guy around Robert. But like now, he's like, oh, um, now I can just do whatever I want, and I he's look, taking full advantage sure. of that. Yeah, I My guess.
0: Cousin, sure. Uh, no. What's crazy is like. What we learn later is that this is Kevin's son. Kevin, God, what a such a normal fucking name. Yeah, who's Kevin, Kevin Lannister, again? who's up with like Tywin here. Before yeah. long, okay, like, like yeah, yeah, okay. So that's I, Tywin's brother's son. They're first cousins.
1: Insane. I guess when you're up in a castle. That's the thing, though. They have the pick of anyone they want. It's anyone. not like it's not like their choices are limited. No, they g-
0: have the choice of <laughs> anyone well, up in the castle. Yeah, up in the fucking castle. You know, like uh, I, I don't know. Do what Grandmaster Picel does here in the next scene. Call a fucking prostitute. I don't know. Uh, he's got Roz. He's got Roz with him. Let's fucking uh, go in the next scene. Uh, And he's talking about, uh, there's the thing you need to know about kings is, you see, I've served more, I've known more kings, truly known more kings than any man alive. First there was Eris, who was a great young man, and there is truly nothing worse the gods do to us than madness. Watching him devolve in front of my eye was truly the horror of my life. And then there was Robert, who was a great soldier, but maybe not the best king. And that brings us to Joffrey. And only the gods know what he has in store, but he has a strong military mind. And it seems like he could be a great king. And Roz goes, the thing. So what's the thing? The thing. Yeah, the th- you said what's the never never mind the th- what do you the thing? Uh, and she's like, I'm just gonna go. Like she, I- I'm just gonna. He's like, okay, till next time. And then he gets up, fucking just walks right out of frame. Does his whole little stretches, wiggles his hands, puts his Why? chains on. Why? They never come back like this never pays off, does it? No, no, I am of the mind that he thinks it makes him seem more wise than he is oh, okay, like can you imagine if he was just like strolling around the fucking castle like it like it wasn't shit like he enters the ring like he's fucking Vince McMahon, like I don't know, like uh, he's just.
1: That's fair.
0: Because that's how he carries thinking, himself. I
1: guess I was thinking more of like, um, he's very slow, loud, clanky, with all the chains, everything. So like, he would be very unsuspecting. Like it's just all in act, in case he wants to use it for his advantage. But that, I guess that that does make sense, though. Like to seem more wise, to seem.
0: Just because it doesn't seem like he has any ulterior motives, you know? It's not like he wants the throne or anything, you know? It's not like he's secretly informing somebody. He just tell, Like, he's a dumbass who listens and he tells people things. Like, that's the thing about Pycelle is that I truly think he is the dumbest maester we ever meet. I think he is so fucking stupid. And, like, he's... Ross is
1: literally leagues ahead of him already. Like... Yeah. The thing, okay, that your point. Like is literally what she was saying. Like look, like, can we can we talk about how Roz has climbed the ladder so fast? Um Oh Roz my god, she came she came into King's Landing boom already a member of the council. Like already. Although, yeah, true. It is an old wrinkly fuck, old Maester, whatever. But as far as that game goes. That's she's making so much money. It, she that's that's like the big. She's in the big leagues. Roz is the big leagues. Um, I don't know. I just Raz might be my favorite character
0: of Shiraz. the episode.
1: You know she She might
0: be my favorite Game of Thrones character.
1: I that <laughs> that'd be crazy.
0: to have, you <laughs> know,
1: just Tyrion, Arya, season Med, finale, Daenerys. Ross. Roz, She's a badass though. I got to get, you know, I'll give her the honor the honorable mention. I can't in my right mind. Um, say my way favorite character for in. the
0: finale. It's the way is my um, honorable mention here. Yeah. I don't think I can um, go with Yorin here, but do love him here. Uh but, you know, nevertheless, we cut to another great scene between Littlefinger and Varys and you love whenever they speak little uh, Littlefinger admonishing the throne and Varys walking up. When you picture yourself up there, how do you look? What do you see? And, uh, Littlefinger flips the question and asks the same thing of Varys, but, uh, Varys is like, I am fairly certain I'm one of the few people in the city who has no interest in being king. And, uh, Littlefinger quips, well, you're one of the few men in the city who isn't a man. Uh, and Var- the way Varys is like, that's low hanging fruit. You can, you can do better than that. You pussy. Uh, and they have a whole conversation about what Varys has got going on below the belt. Uh, and he's like, oh, you spend a lot of time thinking about my genitals. You know, uh, a surprisingly topical conversation in this, uh, in this little scene between Varys and Littlefinger, uh, grown men. Being worried about what's in the pants of other people.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: just just insane. Just insane. Sounds it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Who gives a fuck? Uh, I love
1: Varys' line of uh where he's like, Oh, I'm just honored that that you're picturing me at all. You know, he's like yeah. his little comebacks are so good. It's like, oh dude, come on, you can do so much. He's better like, like,
0: oh, than you that. spend a lot of time thinking about my fucking mm-hmm. nuts, huh? <laughs>
1: Uh, I love, and it's like they end it with admiring each other. They're like, "Oh yeah,
0: and we're
1: both playing our roles," and we're and God damn, you're so good at what
0: you do, and
1: and, and like, the other yeah, yeah, you know yeah.
0: you're so good at what you do. It's a little scary. I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm kind I mean, of afraid. You're frightened. good at what you do too. And it's well, like, because <laughs> there is nobody in the realm to the each of them who is a bigger threat to them. They are truly, their positions make them rivals. Like, mm. Littlefinger has his network, Varys has his network. That's and true. Yeah. Nobody else is very concerned about them. They use them to their advantage when they see fit to use them to their advantage. They use other people to their advantage. They're not mm. worried about other people except each other. They're the only other person who it makes sense to be worried about. And uh I think it makes them just a just a fascinating dichotomy throughout this show.
1: I think the the flaw that Littlefinger has is that he wants the throne. You know, and he's trying to manipulate his way to the throne, you know, ultimately. That's his goal. Ferris he's not lying when he says, I don't want the throne. He's just smart enough to realize. That it's not him that would sit there, but he can pull every string from the position that he's in. Um, if he's the master of all information, he could hear one thing, tell them another. Like, he can control absolutely everything if he wants to. And then the little conversations he has, like with Ned, he literally got Ned to admit. And be like, yeah, Joffrey's the king, I'm fucking dumb, and I committed treason, and I'm gonna go to the wall now, thank you, I'm dumb, Ned Stark, idiot, in front of all you guys. Like, Varys convinced Ned to do that, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, Varys, Varys is just,
0: he's such a cool, I know,
1: I love, I love, Varys, I love
0: yeah. He's an all-time Game of Thrones character for me, no doubt. Uh and the way this scene this scene ends, whenever they're like uh and now we serve like they see Joffrey come in and Varys goes, and now we see, serve the new king. And Peter just goes, Peter like takes the cue. He knows he's behind him. Long may he reign. Mm. And he like turns around and greets him. Like, I love that shit. They are so good at what they do. Every interaction they have. Conlith Hill and Aiden Gillen just fucking fantastic playing off each other and as these characters but uh that does conclude that scene and we only have one more over in King's Landing where Yorin has assembled a band of new recruits for mm. the Night's Watch uh what I like about this episode is that every se- every like place ends with them heading somewhere they're like it's it's time we go here you know like we're heading to a new place mm. uh, and uh this scene ends with them heading north. But uh he's he's told Arya to pretend to be a boy called Aerie and uh he has her join the group and he's is immediately bullied by Hot Pie, uh, who we know to be a massive softy, which is just hilarious that he is acting <laughs> so fucking hard.
1: uh Hey, let that man cook though. Literally. Cook. Let him cook. That's, no one's named Hot Pie that doesn't know how to cook you know you can't you can't be named hot pie and either just not be a food connoisseur or just really good at cooking um but yeah i don't know it's it it is funny like uh seeing all these characters now like this group um you know uh just the group of people that'll be around for a little bit as they they stick together here um Gen, home you know, for a while. Gendry, Arya, Hot Pie. I feel like I feel like there's one more big kind of person in there. Maybe it's kind of, I don't it's know. Kind of
0: them three. It's kind of them three. Okay. Uh, yeah,
1: is there another girl? Fe- no. Oh wait, no. They're all guys. Yeah, duh. Uh, so I, I don't know why I felt like there was another girl for some reason.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they go a long way uh specifically Arya and Gendry uh when Gendry pulls up to protect Arya here uh and Hot Pie is uh, a little bit intimidated by him i mean he's he's like i'm a
1: blacksmith i make that i make that thing sing are you going to hit- sing when i hit you and it's like you know what okay. Okay. okay yeah you do swing a hammer all day every day
0: you probably jacked I get it. I get okay. it. But, okay. Okay. Uh, fair enough, man. Yeah, he'd been uh he'd been working for Tobo Mott, but with Robert dead, the secret funds being sent to Mott had stopped. So he fired Gendry and told him he had to join the Night's Watch. Uh, and Hot Pie and Lamy try to bully Arya into giving up her sword Needle, but she angrily draws the sword and is like, "I've already killed one fat boy. I will happily do it again." uh and gendry breaks up the argument takes aria's aside, and threatens the boys and uh he he looks at Arya and is like that's a nice sword where'd you steal it she's like it's a gift which it is not a lie true
1: smart yeah. word smart choice there
0: yep she's got she's got it can't, yeah, can't be like
1: it's mine i got it in my castle
0: yep nope <laughs> not exactly how this works but uh Yorin is like, let's get out of here, guys. We're heading to the wall. And we out. That's it for King's Landing this week. And it would bring us to Winterfell. Ooh. Aw. Bran is having another dream of uh, the three-eyed raven. And I like, I I don't know that I've ever realized this, the way that they start the exact same every single time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Him in the exact same spot with the bow the exact same stance, drops it the exact same way. The bird flies in the exact same spot. Like everything happens the exact same up to a point, and he wakes and tells Osha about the dream with her carrying on him, carrying him on his shoulders. And again, fucking love Osha, dude. What's not to love about Osha? She is just so fucking cool. I love that character so much. Uh, but uh, you did any hodor's? No hodor's.
1: No. Ah, oh, okay. So that that's the no end door. of it. So, the tally for the season is four plus a penis. Four okay.
0: Hodor's and one Hodor penis. And
1: no Arya kills. She didn't kill anything, not even no. an animal. Not even an animal. So, is. for the season, just the random boy she killed and a pigeon. All right. So All
0: right. Okay, wow. But, uh, yeah, he tells Osha that the bird fly, flew through the crypts under the castle and that... Uh, he tells her that he thinks his father is in the tombs, and Osha takes Bran down there, and Bran tells her about the histories of some of the ancestors in the tomb, including Lyanna, where we get a nice brief mention about Rhaegar Targaryen and everything that happened there, uh, the story we all know anyway, uh, not the story, that's been, the story that's been told, not the story we know to be true. Uh, and then they are surprised when a dire wolf Leaps out at them, from the empty future tomb of Ned Stark, with Rickon following close behind. uh What's up with this kid? And why do they just go? Never mind. You know they never give a shit about Rickon again. Is it like I truly I really think just think it's the actor, the kid actor? I, don't, like... I really don't think they thought he had the chops to pull off what they wanted to do with him. I think and in the decided... books, what is, does Rickon do anything in the books though? He's a bit more prominent in the books. He's a, uh... I need to catch up with where we're at, to be honest. I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't been reading the last couple I of weeks. remember like, yeah. man, it's been way too long for me to remember
1: anything. The books in my sh- show they blend together way too much, so my book knowledge is basically zero. Um But yeah, I don't know. It, it was really weird, just him being like, "Yeah, I had a dream.
0: Uh, saw um, I saw my know, dad here.
1: Saw my dad here in the crypt. You know, well, just right I like
0: here." The way that OSHA looks at Brand, like, "Yo, what the fuck?" And like, I like to think that this is just kind of like the three-eyed raven was reaching out to brand he went ahead and reached out to like like he connected Mm -hmm. brand and rick and just kind of like it's not like rick also Uh, has the gift it's just that like he
1: maybe yeah it was kind of like um it braced them for the news of their of the actual like yeah them finding out and maybe was just the three-eyed raven being like all right boys I'm going to give you this dream. It sucks. Sorry, but let me brace you for the news real quick. I think because, that's... Because then,
0: yeah, you get, you get Maester walking in and being like... Dude, yeah, the way that they, they walk out of there together, brand on Osha's shoulders, and Osha being like, it only makes sense that he would be on your guys's mind. You're worried about your father. He's all yeah, right. Like, it's no big deal. You don't worry it about mean, it.
1: It's all good. Everything's fine.
0: And then they see Lewin holding the letter and looks at them with much sadness. And, like, uh, Ooh, you guys aren't gonna
1: believe this. Your dad isn't fine at all. At least your brother has Jamie though. Yeah, right? That's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're winning now.
0: We're winning the war,
1: I guess. Kind of. So, we lost the head of our house. We lost, like, the whole point of us starting this March was to, I guess we still have our sisters to get.
0: Yeah. Still, still got that. uh,
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that does bring us to the end of the storyline in Winterfell, and then we are next in the Riverlands, Mm -hmm. where at the Stark camp, Catelyn has also been informed of Ned's death. And And uh, she had to be strong.
1: And she couldn't let anyone see Yo, her break, you
0: like, know? Oh. This was a hell of a performance by Michelle Fairley here walking through stoically, everyone being like, Oh, fuck yeah. Hi. Hello. My lady. Uh, oh. oh. And, uh, she walks through the encampment and, uh, she makes her way into the woods around the camp where she breaks down when she's out of everyone's sight, hyperventilating with grief and, uh, she hears something deeper in the woods And it's where she finds Rob Hacking away at a tree With his sword In anger and in grief And uh Catelyn calls to him And tells him he's ruined his sword And Rob drops it And falls into her arms Vowing I'll kill them all mm. I will kill them all And uh, Catelyn Comforts him and promises him We will save your sisters first And then, yes, we will kill them all. Mm. And, uh, gotta say, like, uh, Rob doing this here was the first time I, uh, or, I've, I've cried once on this rewatch. This was the second time. Uh, Mm. like, this was just, like, first it was Catelyn, and that got me like welling up and then like, seeing oh, rob like man. breaking down and then, and then hugging no. his mom yeah it was like, yeah, like already sucks
1: you get like oh man they just told the the little kids the two little kids man that sucks they just found out oh man now Catelyn just found out this sucks. oh now rob's swinging at a tree all emotional and he's <laughs> he hugging his and mom and, and
0: he's and like i'm gonna kill him it's I'm like no
1: uh i think I know I just said that my book knowledge is zero, but I, I don't know. I, I'm like faintly remembering like, um, him chopping like almost through the tree. Like he almost chopped the tree down. Like that, or at least that, that might have been like the legend that was told. Uh, maybe that like he did and he ruined his sword. And then the legend among the camp, maybe was yeah, that like. like the, he almost chopped the tree down yeah, out of his anger so with a sword you know with yes. a sword he almost chopped a tree down like just to get like the king that of the north, the king, and, of the, yeah, north. Yeah, the king of the uh, north almost chopped the tree down yeah. in his anger I think I, I don't know I feel like I remember that actually being part of the story um, for some reason
0: but, okay, yes. uh, but uh, next up at Rob's camp Rob and his bannerman are de- debating whether to cooperate with Stannis or Renly in the war against King Joffrey. And, uh, their the statement is that Renly has greater forces, but Stannis is the elder Baratheon. And that's the side Rob's on. You know, he's on the side his dad was. If, uh, mm-hmm. if Bran can't be Lord of Winterfell before I can, then Renly can't be King before Stannis. Enter my boy great, John. Get
1: get great. this boy Great John. Just got his fingers chopped and is cool and is absolutely just a homie. I don't know. He's he's been cool. You know, another honorable mention for the character. Uh Great John. Uh
0: Great John Umber, man. Yeah. What a guy.
1: He's uh, the first
0: he, one to say it. He know? goes, "You know what? Why the fuck are we talking about Kings right now?" Oh, fuck all the dudes who want to rule from the South in their little flowery chair. I don't give a fuck about them. Even their gods are wrong. Fuck those fools. Only king I see is the one sitting in front of me. The king in the North. And uh let me tell you, bro. The first king in the North chant, I sat up and I went, Emily, I fucking love this show. I went, I fucking love this show. The King of the North!
1: Oh, the it's King of so the North! It's so good every time. Oh my god. It's like, you hear it and you're like, yeah. You're like, yeah, it's coming. I know it's coming. And then, you know, you get you get more people joining in and you know oh, whoever yes, the no. second Bannerman is um, that, that chimes in or whatever. And yeah, Theon. Of course, Theon is like, Am I your
0: brother? Like, yeah, he's like, my commitment to you is conditional as long as you say that I am your brother for now and always, which makes his betrayal even fucking worse because before Rob is dead. Rob's not dead when he does that. He's just being a fucking dick.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Hey, wow, what a vow, huh? What a vow you made, Theon? Pussy. Freak, idiot,
0: little bitch. Yeah, fuck Theon. But am I your brother, now and always? And he's like, yeah, man, for real. Ri- yeah, sure, I guess. And then uh, Greyjohn, like after, like he just out of nowhere, like after
1: Theon, the King of the North, that just gives it a, a good one. And it's like, yeah, it's
0: like, oh, I need, I needed I'll that and shot of everyone kneeling when Rob's standing in the middle, and they're all the King of the North. The mm. King of the North. Oh God, I love the King of the North chant, man. It's the shit. That's my That's line a... um of the episode. Of course. Um of course.
1: Yeah. I mean they come on. Uh it's oh, it's it's I gotta it's the, change it, mine. It that. might be the line of the season for me. I don't know, because I'm looking through my other lines. Um and I don't know. I don't there... think
0: there's a king in the north later on that makes me even more happy. So I'm gonna save it. Okay. Uh but I am going to declare this my favorite scene. This ah. was my favorite scene of the episode. Uh Just because the it's King in the North. <laughs> I fucking love <laughs> the King in the North chant, man. Oh. Nothing gets me as fucking hyped as yeah. the King in the North chant.
1: And Rob he, the fact that he like, he didn't expect Great John to go there. And he was, nope. and, and then he's like, Oh, like, are, for real? Like, he stood up and then people were like, Yeah, I'll pledge everything to you. I'll pledge my entire life and house and everything to you. You're
0: the king now. Um, and he's like, The fact oh. that they're like, they're like, we knelt to the Targaryens. We knelt to dragons. That's why we're in the Seven Kingdoms. We are finally in a situation with a person who is leading us, who we are willing to go, you know what? That's my king. Great John did
1: say, we're were here because dragons ruled the throne, but all the dragons are dead now.
0: Not for long, Great John. Not for long. At
1: that time, it's basically the same time. And, you know, it probably already happened. Timeline um, wise, yeah. What, we don't really know, I guess. I just probably, I take it all as happening in the current time. Just at the same time. Around. Yeah. Um.
0: Give but, or take a few minutes, yeah.
1: Yeah, a couple seconds. You know, they're probably off by a little bit, you know, give, you know, give them a little leeway. A couple seconds here and there, but.
0: Uh, all no, the dragons I, are dead simultaneously in Essos the dragons are alive three are born oops oopsie sorry um, great
1: <laughs> I guess at the end of the day they ultimately help the Stark house for a while and then they hurt everybody in King's Landing and in the north there's an ice dragon. Uh, that that yeah, that, yeah, that does a that. lot of damage.
0: Didn't think about that one.
1: Yeah, that one puts really a hole in the wall. Kind of actually allowed that to happen. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I hear Allo- you. Allowed winter to really come. You know. Not for sure.
0: Never. Um, sure. Yeah. Good shit. Uh <laughs> next up Catelyn uh visits a captive Jamie Lannister and uh you know she's ready to just fucking kill him. She won't. She's ready to. She won't though. She's a strong lady. Uh and she He's hits a... him in the head. Ah, uh, that was that was nice. That was nice. Was. And Jamie's like, Oh yeah, you can kill me if you want to. You know, just keep hitting me right there above my ear and it won't take as long as you might think. You're strong as fuck you're stronger than you look you'll you'll get me done nice and quick and uh she's like oh that's what you want you want everybody to think huh that you don't fear death and he's like oh, i don't you know it's going to come for all of us why why fear it and uh Jamie uh probably realizes that the starks won't kill him and that's why he can talk such a big game as long as they they hold uh you know arya and sansa and uh, Catelyn tells him he has violated the laws of man and gods, and he asks, "Where were Ned's gods when his head was cut off?" Uh, and she says, "There is injustice in the world because of men like you." And Jamie responds, "There are no men like me, only me."
1: That was kind of badass. Not gonna lie. No, that's
0: hard. That's hard.
1: Yeah, the, it did go. I
0: I hate Jamie here, but like. Dang. No, it's hard. Dang. this is the first time I think we not the first time Nikolaj kolster has played Jamie with a lot of nuance up to this point whenever she goes what happened to Bran up in that tower and him immediately like no hesitation I pushed him eh? he that's a man who's been wanting to confess the first time someone asked him what happened
1: that's true. And he couldn't say why though, because she was like, "Why?" and he's like, "You need to go to sleep. You're tired, and it's gonna be a long war." You know, I he you know, he like, I guess obviously. Um, I, I mean, I well, guess. the
0: first time she asks why, he goes, "I'd hoped the fall would kill him." That's true. Yeah, you know, he he. Is very honest about it. It's a guy who wants to explain why he's done mm. the things he's done, but yeah. can't. Uh, and, like, it doesn't yeah. make him good. It doesn't make him good at all. But it makes him nuanced and an interesting character. And Nikolaj Kolster-Waldau's choices to play him that way are fucking incredible. <laughs> like, the face he makes when she does walk away. That's not a man who's happy with what he's done. You mm. know? Like, that's a man who's like...
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, of the lesser of two evils, like Jamie is definitely less evil than Cersei. Like of the For twins, sure. I I would much rather hang with with Jamie. Um, like even right now at the states that that they're in right now, Jamie gets way cooler. Um, oh yeah, than what he is right now. So like, and Cersei only gets worse. Damn, um, gradual, gradual so,
0: progression into just yeah. You know, she that. just
1: she just gets really bad. So um, pretty yeah. yeah she I don't sucks. Know. She sucks balls. But of uh, the Lannisters, Jane of of the Lannisters, Jamie's not that bad. Tyrion's the best Lannister far, there is. far Um Far away. But then Jamie, Jamie's probably number two. Um, Lance, yeah. Lancel, um, maybe just for the meme. But he's he kind of sucks at, at the no, end of the Lancel, day. Uh,
0: Lancel also becomes a religious fanatic. Ooh, uh, that's
1: right. No, yeah. he's he's Cersei's with the worst, but he, he's like right there. With
0: yeah, Tywin's like, also not far. I, in fact, I, Tywin might be the only one I put below Cersei simply because he created her and made her the way she is. Cersei,
1: uh, yeah, like ooh. I didn't think of Tywin. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, ooh, what about the, the fucking House of the Dragon? The, he has a simple name too, doesn't he? He sucks. Oh, yeah,
0: it's, uh, it's like, uh, it's like Jeff or some shit. It's oh. Not, it's not. It's like Larry. No, it's not Uh-oh. Larry.
1: Oh. House of the Dragon, Lannister. Jason. Jason. Oh. Okay. Tywin at the very bottom. Cersei, pretty close. Jason, Lancel.
0: Jason Jimmy. and Jason's twin. Cause Jason has a twin in House of the Dragon. That's right. Yeah. No way. Fuck
1: them both. Yeah, they're, they're right tied. And then Lancel.
0: Kevin, Jamie. Kevin,
1: Kevin, Kevin's like, okay, yeah, Kevin's just the most average Lannister there is, like, still still fuck Kevin, but, like, he can just come or go, you know, Kevin, whatever, um, but Jamie, okay, that's where it starts to get kind of cool, and then Tyrion, obviously.
0: Three Lannisters, period, just on a surface level, you're a pretty good- we haven't even talked about how Joffrey is technically- pure Lannister that's that might be below Cersei and Tywin uh but top three Lannisters if we're talking like the kids Tyrion Marcella and Tommen they're all
1: Marcella, cool that's right forgot about the children um th- okay yeah there there's a lot more Lannisters than I thought
0: yeah, um, you know, they're technically Baratheons by name, but they're they're Lannisters by blood. Yeah, so uh okay. Okay. So they're not all bad. Um, uh in fact, two out of the three kids turn out really good, which is crazy.
1: Yeah, Tom just nuts. couldn't take it. Yeah, Tom Tom Tommen, Tommen. I guess. He was he wasn't that bad. Yeah, and now that I'm no, he was a good
0: kid. He was just easily easy to manipulate because he Uh was a little kid who was king. Like that's yeah, that's all. Poor little guy. We will get there though. We will get there. In the end, Jamie ends up falling around four or five for me. But uh, dang. Nevertheless, at the Lannister camp, Lord Tywin is holding a strategy meeting with his generals and is furious that Jamie has been captured. Uh, Tywin's brother, Kevin, <laughs> describes the war as a catastrophe.
1: God, it just sounds wrong.
0: It's like, so funny. I love it. Uh, yeah, Can you imagine naming your firstborn child Tywin and then being like, what's the second one going to be named? Fuck it. Kevin. it ha- that's how it had to happen. fuck
1: it, Kevin. Literally, it's like fuck it. I don't care. Like this the second like I don't know. That I, I that is probably how it happened. Fuck it, Kevin. Or that's how George R. R. Martin just was fuck it, Kevin. I don't know. Like how in this universe I don't know. I don't know. I don't want I don't I don't want to know how they even came up with the names that they did.
0: You know? (laughs) It's so funny. And then they just go with
1: Kevin. Fuck it.
0: I love it. But, uh, in addition to, uh, Jamie's defeat, both Stannis and Renly have now claimed the Iron Throne and are -hmm. are fighting a war for it. And, uh, this means the Lannisters are now fighting a three-front war instead of just the Starks. And, uh... That's a, that's a problem for them. Uh, Kevin and the other commanders debate whether to attack, fall back, uh, or raise reinforcement RVs or sue for peace. And well, Tyrion's like, well...
1: for peace. What do yeah. you guys
0: think about that? And Tyrion's like, clank. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys think we can just go, Oh yeah, we know we killed the leader of your house, but maybe now we just, we just call it a day.
1: You have a better time trying to drink out of that glass right there on the floor than trying to settle or have bring Rob to the table. And I love like it at that point. Tywin was actually like, you know what?
0: That's a good. Like, and that was an incredible presentation. And in the sad thing, though, is that it's because
1: he's the only son he has.
0: Yeah. There. Yeah, no, like, Um, he he genuinely thinks there's a chance he'll never see Jamie again. He's like, you know what? I gotta make do with the situation I have, and what I have is Tyrion. So, I'm gonna be okay with it for now. Uh, Because this is the nicest he is ever to Tyrion. Yeah.
1: Like, in his life. Yeah, he literally, like, you are my son. And Tyrion was like... What
0: the you have fuck? never said that
1: yeah, he's like. Uh, what is happening here? Like, damn! I just got to be more
0: smart around my dad now. You was, know? Damn! I knew I was smart, but he didn't know I was smart.
1: Yeah, uh, he's like, yeah, I just got into strategy, like you know, a little bit ago. Whatever, you know, I'm kind of tampering with it, Dad. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of all about, you know, I'm kind of smart. What's I'm up? Good
0: at the game? Yeah, like, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, Poor Tyrion. Poor Tyrion. But uh, they point out that the Lannister army is now exposed, so Tywin's like, we're going to retreat to Harrenhal, uh, which we do see next season very quickly. It won't be long before we're in Harrenhal. Uh, But reluctantly impressed by Tyrion's astute judgment of the situation, Tywin orders him to go to King's Landing. And Tyrion's like, why on earth would you have me do that? And he's like, well, you're going to serve his hand to the king in my stead. And he's like, that is the last thing I exited you to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, He
1: said rule. Like, he said rule. Like, he knows that, like, Joffrey is not. He (laughs) has his, you know, his indulgence. You know, he, he indulges in his fun and his power. But as far as, like, the actual big realm decisions, it's Cersei and Tywin and, yeah, you know, it's it's not Joffrey. It's no. the council and, and all of them. Um, so, like, I don't know. It is very, very yeah. out there that Tywin does this, you know. And it makes sense because, you know, it is his only son. It is, like, the play that he has to do right now strategically for the war. Put a Lannister in power. Your for now, it's your only son that you got. Yeah, go be hand of the king. Okay, um,
0: so it's kind of like his
1: hand is forced. But yeah, he's like, as long as
0: I'm at war, I need someone yeah. else there. Uh, yeah, because uh, as soon as he's not, he comes back and serves as hand of the king. Uh, but you know, he says he's to control Cersei and Joffrey and prevent the young king from making more idiotic mistakes and kill anyone who tries to be a traitor. Baelish, Varys, Pycelle, any of them. Tywin also orders him, do not take that whore to court. And later on in his tent, Tyrion complains about his father to Shae, saying that he was very specific that he can't bring bring her to King's Landing. And she goes, did he Did he know my name? He said, don't bring Shae to court. I believe the word whore was used. <laughs> mm. Damn. And, uh, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, come on. Uh This one. Uh, just how different, easy life would have been if Tyrion decided, you know what? I shouldn't bring her to court. Because I'm not going to lie. I like Shay. Now? I only like Shay now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, he's not really learning his lesson from last time. You know, like, last time that he fell in love instantly with somebody that he got with, it didn't turn out the best. And now he fell in love with someone because he thought he was going to die the next day in battle, but he didn't, and then he just continued...
0: Um. Well, and I also don't even think this man's in love yet. Yeah. I think he's just like, fuck it. I like having sex with you. You're fun. We can talk. Let's and do he this. likes the idea of
1: having control still. Like, he doesn't want to just oh, yeah. like...
0: And it's, it's a fuck you to his dad. He's yeah. always going to have a fuck uh, you yeah. to his
1: dad. Yeah. He can't just fully agree with everything his dad says um he still is, he still's got still got to have some degree of control over his life
0: yeah uh, well comes back to bite him in the ass big time eesh uh, yeah but that concludes the story in the riverlands and brings us to our second to last location of the episode the wall mm. where Jon snow has learned of his father's passing and he saddles a horse and is ready to go join rob's side he's like you know what that's it i'm leaving and Samwell is just fucking adorable.
1: No, I won't. I'm not going to let you go. No, no. I'm not doing it. No. No, I won't. Uh,
0: and then John just plows right through him with a horse, which is hilarious. Uh, and he leaves Castle Black, but is pursued. <laughs> he ducks under a tree branch, and one of his pursuers is then... Unhorsed by this same branch, and it turns out it's Sam. And uh, John's like, "Son of a bitch, I, I can't just oh. keep going now." Uh, <laughs> and he turns back to help him, and the uh, the other riders are Gren and Pip, and they're giving him some, they're giving Sam some shit, you know. And you're lucky you got so much padding, you know. Like, <laughs> is he the the way when he's riding off? Is he dead?
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, like, no, oh, no, I don't think so. No, he's
0: not, not dead. Yeah, yeah like, that's so funny. But uh, they surround him. They're like, you can't go, man. And he's like, I, I have to. Like, they killed my dad. I need to be with my brother. Sam's like, where are your brothers now? And uh, they they begin reciting their oath to the Night's Watch, to which John initially responds, go to fucking hell. And then uh, by the end of it, he's like, god damn it, okay. Fuck. Because right, uh... Leaving... Whatever. Yeah, leaving would make him a deserter and an oath-breaker, something his father would never be okay with if he were alive. And John doesn't even know if he would accept his help if he were to come back. And he yeah. agrees to return to the Wall with them.
1: Man. And... And you know, he's got to take advice from... from Amon. Maester Eamon as well. You know, he's gotta live, gotta live with the decision that he made. Taking the vow. And he does. All the way up until he dies. Yeah, he does have to die, you know, to get the, yeah, I think that's pretty fair. That, until the, what's the vow? I mean, it's like, until death, or like, until the day I die. So, fair enough. You know, he, He under contract, you know, if it were to, if it were to be taken to court. law. If it were to be taken to court, John wins. Oh, um, easy. So, yeah, dude is not an
0: oathbreaker whatsoever—not one bit. But uh, the next morning, Lord Commander Gior Mormont is like, uh, "Hey, John, how you doing, buddy?" And he's like, uh, "Could you sleep last night? Did you sleep good? Must have been tough with that late-night excursion you took, huh?" Uh, and John's like, "Oh, no, I." Uh, and, uh, he's like, don't worry if we executed everyone who did that, (laughs) fled for a night, there'd be ghosts guarding the wall. And, uh, he's like, at least you did it for a good reason. At least you weren't out whoring. Uh, you weren't getting your fuck on down somewhere else. You know, honor made you leave honor, brought you back. And, uh, He's like, it was them who brought me back. And uh, he's like, I didn't say it was your honor, it was someone else's. Uh, but then mm. he tells John that the war between the Lannisters and the Starks is less important than the war they face the threat of the wildlings, the White Walkers, and more. And more means to lead the Night's Watch Force into the haunted forest, haunted forest to learn more about what's coming, to prepare for a battle. And then find Benjamin Stark alive or dead. And he. This asks, was kind
1: of sick. Yeah, he's oh, like, this yeah, was hype. Yeah, he's like, we're gonna go. We're I'm gonna lead an I'm army. Done. You
0: know, he's like, I'm done waiting on my fucking ass yeah. at mm-hmm. the wall. We're yeah. gonna go fight out there. That fight down there,
1: nothing. And the thing is, is I think like, he's right. So like, 100%. it's even more hype. So it's like, it's sort of like, no, dude, you are right. He's like, yeah, and we're gonna find and it's like fuck yeah! It's like I, I know you're not, you know what? I, it's it's gonna be a long time for that that guy to show yeah, up. This again, is gonna but like, kill you. Um, but what whatever. But it's like you fuck yeah, dude. This is like hell yeah. Way to not just just take your oath and, and you know just wait out your days at Castle Black, just leading
0: everybody and getting all your you know nice food yeah, and, and the way that he like rides out of frame and it reveals John behind him whenever he like gave him the choice he was like either you go fucking south and you're a deserter or you stay here and you're a man of the night's watch and it it reveals him and the the music swells and you're like fuck that's king of the north the king of the north oh oh, eventually we will get there that's another few that's five season finales
2: away oh Uh,
0: man the other king in the north. The other king in the north. But, uh... That does conclude the story at the wall and brings us to our final oh. location across the narrow sea in Essos. Bum-bum! In the wasteland Land. beyond Lazar. Daenerys is waking up uh, and is curious. You know, where's my son? Bring me my son. And Jorah has the unfortunate duty of informing her that her son never lived. Uh, He was born dead and deformed, and Miri Mazdur informs her he was covered in scales like a lizard, with wings like a bat. And as soon as she touched him, his skin fell to bones. Ugh. And she gave she
1: birth goes,
0: to I, a dragon. Yeah. Like. Well, the concept art for the, uh, for the stillborn baby that, like, Rhaenyra had. Yeah. In Out the dragon was very missed. similar.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, didn't have wings. Rhaenyra's didn't, I don't think, right? It's just kind of scaly. Yeah. I think. Um, but super interesting this. Targaryen, dragon connection, blood magic, you know, whatever it is, it's so interesting. Just like, some can't get burnt, some can, some, you know, dragon eggs, it's like a 50-50 if they're even born. Daenerys, all fucking three. Like, something had to, like, there's something special about, you know, cause, cause that's the thing is like Daenerys also had this spell go on at the same time of like, uh, cause in the tent, her life, life in the tent was her, her son called Drogo. The eggs were in the tent as well. Right. During this whole thing. I guess I'm not sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure they're in that tent. So it's like everything's in this tent during the, whatever the fuck spells going on. Like, I don't know. I think there's like, I don't think that like Daenerys' situation necessarily applies to like the rest of the Targaryen lore. If that makes sense, you know. Like, I think there's definitely special circumstance about her. Yeah, Uh,
0: I think there's definitely something special specifically about her. But I don't know that this spell does more than kill her kid.
1: You think? You think it's just nefarious? Like it's it's simply like. Well, this is what you wanted. Life for life. I can kill both your kid and your husband. So, like, yeah, I'm going like, to do that's it. What
0: she, she literally explained yeah. that's what she aimed to do. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, yeah. Beyond that, I do think that there's probably some sort of uh, other blood magic that happened with the Targaryens at some point that bonded them to dragons. Uh, Ooh, life for life. Caldrogo died. The kid died
1: and the witch horse died. Because yeah, the horse. But the witch also died. Like sacrifice and then and then three dragons come back. I guess Daenerys she didn't die. She just was unburnt. So like yeah. she didn't die at all. So like I guess the witch called Drogo and the Sun. There you go. Life for life, that's how the dragons all came back. Fuck it. There you go. Um But yeah, I the, guess I'm uh, jumping I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Just a um, bit.
0: But, uh, I mean, that's the big thing we're building towards, obviously. Uh, yeah, she's like, Hey, man, yeah, your baby died, but Drogo lives. Let's go take a look. How about it? Uh, Daenerys insists on seeing her husband and finds him in a catatonic state. Homie has become veggie, Cal Drogo. Yeah. And, uh, Daenerys demands to know why, and Miriam Azdur explains that. You know, a life for a life. He is alive, is he not? Uh, and she asks him. She asks her why she did this, and she explains. You know, I saved you. And Miri's like, Ah, yes. When you saved me, I had already been raped three times. The temple I served at had already been burned and defiled by the Dothraki. They sacked my village, looted all that I owned. All, people I'd healed, I witnessed dead in the streets i've now gotten my revenge she's like but my kid he was innocent your kid was the stallion who would mount the world now he will burn no cities he will slaughter no innocents. and he was spitting right here yo yo if if daenerys isn't centered as a protagonist which she is You view, and like, frankly, I view this woman like she did some fuck shit, but if the shit that happened to her was done unto Daenerys and she was in the position to do these things, I'd go, fuck yeah, honey, do that shit.
1: You know what I'm
2: saying?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, she does that. She actually does that, and we root for that, and we're like, hell yeah. We're like, oh yeah, you got revenge and I'm so glad that you did. Sometimes it's not even revenge. Sometimes it's just outright like, I'm Daenerys fucking Targaryen and you think you can talk to me? Alright, here's my dragon that can breathe fire. You're dead now. Um. And we love that shit. So, I do
0: think I think that this is the first example of her being a little cruel beyond the bounds of what she probably should be. Uh you know, yeah. like, it is personal. You know, it's it's one of those things Tyrion's talking about. Oh, they were terrible people who could blame her. This woman killed her son. Of course she's going to do that. Killed her son and basically killed Grogo too.
1: Like, took her last, like, wish, being like, please, just do anything to save him, and then just turned it into like, alright, let me kill both of them. But with fantastic reasoning. Yeah, I mean, fully justified on her end, but like Daenerys sees that as like, "Oh, you're no nothing doubt. to me now." Like no you doubt. are, yeah. Daenerys sees that as like, "I will tie you up and burn you alive."
0: Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I'm, I, I have no complaint. I, I completely understand where Daenerys is coming from, but I think that's how we can always view Daenerys. You can yeah. always completely understand where she's coming from. It's just a matter of whether or not she should have done it. Uh, and this one is the is on the lower end of that spectrum. It is more, mm. yeah, of course she does that. Of course, like, that makes a lot of sense. And, like, uh, she does, crazy to say, far worse things than this, uh, than burning a woman at the stake uh, alive.
1: <laughs> yeah, and even being like, oh, no, I'll, I will hear you scream. Like, like, just like the oh,
0: she was so. Cruel. But that's not that's not what I'm looking for. I just want your life. Yeah, that's all. That's okay.
1: Oh, that's okay. I'll still hear you scream, but I really just want you to die.
0: Really, at the but end Mary, of the day, Mary tells her, "You know, you agreed. I I agree. You okay. did save my life, but let me show you what life is worth when all else is gone." Damn.
1: Straight analogy like I mean slam dunk with that one. It was like Yeah, this
0: is this is how I feel right here. And your when, husband like damn. So Miri decides I'm gonna kill this guy and I'm gonna kill the baby in your tummy because I've lost everything I care about. What happens when Daenerys loses Masande and loses Jorah? And John decides to decides that she's probably not that interested in her. Uh she does what she's capable of on a much grander scale and does what Miriam did here.
1: I don't want to be Queen of the Ashes though. But when all else is lost.
0: When everything else is gone. When my life is worth nothing to me because no one else is there for me. Amen. It like, it was fast, but it makes a lot of sense. It really does. And Uh, this line, when I heard that, I was like, Oh fuck. That's like an operative thesis for the end of her show, for the end of her storyline. Like, let me show you what life is worth when all else is gone. She
1: really did have no one other than her dragon. That was it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drogon. The dragons dead.
1: That's about it. Is there anyone that's still on her side at
0: that point? Anyone. John's still on her side, but not in the way she wants him to be? Yeah. She's... No, is, that... Tyrion, Tyrion had betrayed her the night before and freed Jaime. Varys had betrayed her the day before and she burned him. Like, uh... The only person still on her side is Grey Worm because he loved Missandei.
1: Yeah, she's right to be like, alright, now I burn it down. I got yeah, Grey Worm. Like,
0: it's not... I, again, now I burn down it's the seventh. same argument with Miriam as it's not the right thing to do. You probably shouldn't have done it, but goddamn, I can't blame you. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's yeah. just, it's just something. It's just something. There's something there, but, uh, come that night, Daenerys is in the tent tending to Drogo, bathing him and talking to him. Uh, but nothing reaches him and Jason Momoa just acting his ass off here. Uh, like, let me tell you the little cross eye thing he's got going I on. I swear they had to have laughed. Like they,
1: there's no way they did this just like first take. While Jason Momoa, like, like Amelia Clark, I could not hold it to get. Like that's it. That, I don't know.
0: That is why Amelia, like this scene and then her speech, is why Amelia Clark as Daenerys Targaryen gets the performance of the episode. That's what I was. I'm like. The two slots were empty for me.
1: Um, like, character and performance. It's because I was trying to see if Daenerys was beaten in in either of them.
0: I don't think she is, man. I think she's both. I think she has to be. Like, the only character I will hear out coming close is, like... Maybe Rob, but even Rob doesn't do anything. It's what yeah. the other people do to him, you know, like, uh, Cat, maybe like Cat, Yeah. It's, but they're not but it's, in this It's of
1: Daenerys. It's just Daenerys. Like Daenerys is the character
0: and performance for me and perfor- it's just both. Yeah. Apart. It's cause the way she just breaks here, realizing he's no longer there and continues to talk to him, she. Sobs, kisses him goodm- goodbye, and then smothers him with a pillow. Like, yo, this is some intense shit right here. And then she's like, you know what? Let's get it! Build this fucking pyre. Let's have a funeral for Drogo. Uh, a bunch of, a bunch of the Calisar already left. You know, a, car, a cow that cannot ride is no call. And, uh, she makes a speech to the few who are left saying that if they wish to go, they may, but if they stay with her, she will lead them into a glorious future. Uh, She says that she sees slaves, and they are now free. Uh, If they stay, they stay as equals, brothers and sisters, husbands and wives. We will love one another. We will be a family. And uh, Mm. Some people begin walking away, and Miri kind of giggles. And uh, I love that Ricaro stayed behind. I fucking love Ricaro, Just a random Dothraki was like, you know what? I fuck with Daenerys, and I fuck with Khal Drogo. These are my guys. I'm going to stick around. Like, I thought that I was so fucking cool. At that point, do- yeah, it's like,
1: you know, she's going she's gonna to light this on fire, and, and probably, like, I think, because Jorah had the idea, definitely. That's like, he's like, I'm not going to let you do this. Like, I'm I'm not letting you, come on. And then she's like, okay, you got nothing to worry about. But, like, I think everyone kind of had that idea. That it's like, okay, she's probably going to do this. So, like, I think a lot of people were like, well, I just want to stick around to see just what happens here. Like, I I feel like half the people are like, okay, you know what? Like, I do fuck with your ideology, and, like, I I like that. But I feel like the other half are just like,
0: well like i think he's truly found kinship in a few of them like he's the one that was mm. sitting outside the tent with jorah earlier where they were like talking about their fathers and how they That's previously right. ah. and like uh he's the one who when daenerys fell over he picked her up and was like none of the midwives will accept her she they That's say she right. yeah you know like he's the only one who's like been there for them. And I don't know if that's out of loyalty to Drogo or if that's because he feels he's found kinship in these new people. But uh regardless, he's still there, which I think is awesome. He's the one who places the dragon eggs on the pyre. And uh Miriam Azure is lashed to a pillar <laughs> of the pyre as well. And she tells Daenerys that she will not scream while she is burned alive, which is a bold statement.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think there's anyone alive. Like you have to have the condition of no pain. Like you have to literally have that. You have to be a monk. Um. Yeah. It's. I don't think it's. I. I don't even know if a you know, monk could do it. That's still. In. That'd be incredible. Um. No okay. real way to really test that.
0: Um. I, I guess there is, but There is. Um, yourself <laughs> on fire and seeing if you scream. Uh there's no way to live through it to see the results. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Let, teach a man how to light
1: a fire or wait, light a man a fire, keep him warm for a night. But light a man on fire and keep him warm for the rest of his life. Um I like. I don't know that. That's probably one of the worst ways to go. Ooh. Um, I can, either that or drown. It's literally water or fire. Like drowning or burning to death. Hell, that's Hell. yeah. That's the that sucks so bad. bad. Um, both Oof. ways. But Daenerys doesn't give a fuck about that. She's like, nope. "Oh, that's what you're worried about."
0: <laughs> oh, I, I, uh. You will scream, but that's not what I want. I I just want you to die, mm-hmm. frankly, and that's exactly what I'll get. Uh, and Sir Jorah's like, "Come on, Danny, you don't need to do this. Don't kill yourself. Please reconsider. We can sell the eggs and travel far away. You don't need to do this." She's like, "These are not mine to sell." He's like, "Come on, babe. Please don't do this. Don't do this. I don't I don't want you to." And then she's like, "All right, Jorah. All right." I'll give you a little kiss on cheek. he will be okay with it. Uh, and he's like, okay. And then she walks. She doesn't walk into the pyre yet. They set the pyre on fire, and then she walks in, which I was like, oh, that's pimp. Her dress starts mm-hmm. catching on fire as Miri is screaming from the burns. She's enduring the same thing and is just marching on forward. And she stands below the fu- below the pyre as flames appear to consume her. And come the morning, the fire dies down, and Jorah and the rest of the Kalasar were just sleeping around the fire. Uh,
1: and they uh, yeah, I love how it was just like all right, yeah, it's next. It's like the next morning now. Um, everyone yeah, just kind of went to bed after that. You know, yeah. she walked into the fire and we kind of just laid down.
0: They're like, all right, guys. Let's sleep good. Man, uh, this is a warm fire. I'm kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is, I'm feeling kind of toasty. <laughs> and yeah, then
1: they maybe woke a, up another, they maybe woke maybe up to like, lay
0: down here.
1: A lot they had to think they were still dreaming.
0: Yo, and they didn't even set up camp. They just fell asleep where they were standing. Yeah. Which yep, is yep. the funniest part of it all to me. Just uh, right there. Even Jorah—that's the one that really confuses me. He strikes me as the type of guy who would have stayed up all night for this, Uh but it, it's a better effect if they don't see <laughs> the aftermath. Yeah, it is a weird thing to think about now. Yeah, all they just... wake up at the same time
1: because oh my god, what a thing to wake up to! Yeah. Like to be like, okay, I have to be dreaming. Like you would wake up and look at me over there. Like,
0: Dude, huh. Ian Whoa. Glenn's performance when he sees Daenerys and is like, oh, bl- blood of my blood.
1: Like, yeah. holy shit. What is blood of my blood? What is that equivalent? Like, what is that the equivalent of saying? Like, is he just being like, is it basically holy fuck in Game of Thrones? Like, Like, or what I is he like... In the what?
0: Dothraki culture thing, they say blood of my blood. And I think it's like a... Like, I'm going to follow you to the ends of the fucking earth. Okay. Like, yeah. you are my call now. Like, kind of. Uh Or my Khaleesi. as He only refers to her from here on in as... Khaleesi! Uh, okay, yeah. I mean,
1: if I... You know, woke up, walked over to the, you know, the fire pit, saw three dragons, and it's uh, not in just survived
0: the fire pit, bro. It's that there are three fucking previously thought extinct species crawling on her. With perfect dramatic
1: timing in the connection. You know, if, if the headcanon connection that we have, you know, where it's like... Um, Daenerys was like, "All right,
0: so someone's gonna walk up,
1: yep, and you're and gonna you're come gonna crawl my back. back. You're gonna crawl You're gonna stand up and show them how tall you are. You're gonna spread your wings. You're gonna you are not gonna love. screech
0: a single time before that, though. You are not gonna wake them up. They will wake up on their own, and it will so happen to be all at the same time. Yeah, Drogon
1: executed perfectly. Dude killed it. Uh Dude's already the favorite child." Already um, my favorite child. So, uh, but yeah, no, I put that as my favorite scene. Uh, I, figured, I labeled I it.
0: Figured one of I figured that would be a yeah. favorite
1: scene. I labeled it as just her name right now. I, I think is because her name grows so much right now. She is Daenerys Stormborn of House Targaryen. I gave her the Unburnt title. She hasn't been called it yet, but this is what makes her the Unburnt. Yeah, and then she is the mother of dragons as well as Khaleesi. So that is her current name right now, and it will only grow as the Breaker of Chains will be added, I believe. Well, she um, already
0: freed some slaves in that scene oh, just prior. Okay. She's like, I see some Maybe, slaves, you're freed.
1: That's true. Maybe already the Breaker of Chains. Um, but I, I give the Unburnt and the Mother of Dragons. Yeah, that's as fair. The she goes on to break a lot here.
0: more chains. Um, yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, and her being the, the character and performance she she kind of dominated this episode which i guess More makes sense it's was. it's it's what i remembered out of the episode you know that that uh, it's what i remembered i was going to get but i think it is the strongest part of the episode for that i mean that is why i remember it um because it is just such a badass moment in this show like it's
0: one of the biggest moments in the show's history so um and this episode did bring us, obviously, a few deaths. Miri, Mazdur, Khal Drogo mm. brought us a lot of first appearances. We got Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal, obviously. Big ones right there. We got Hot Pie, and then the sleeper, who it's a blink-and-you-miss-it sort of thing because he's wearing a different face. Yes! Yes!
1: Yes, in the cage. Yes, yes, I remember the the focus on him because I'm like, I, I'm like, why they focus on this guy? And then like, as I'm like, why they focus? I was like,
0: oh, hey man,
1: yeah,
0: so Amen. I'm like, and it's in King's Landing, which does not hurt the theory, which does not hurt the theory that Sirio Pharrell could be the faceless man. Doesn't hurt the theory at all. Oh, dude, he totally just ran out of that room,
1: threw off his face, put on a different one, hopped in a cage. Because he looks at Arya. He literally, his eyes follow Arya. It's definitely the faces, man, that's for sure. Like, no way. Like, oh, it is Jock and like, Yeah, it's like, Ocar. no way. Jock and like,
0: is Serio.
1: Which, it's 100%, without a doubt, factual. Um
0: we will talk about it as uh, as though it is fact. At the end of the fight,
1: you hear metal clank and hit the ground. Amen. There's only one guy holding a metal sword in there during that fight. I
0: love the theory. I love that theory. And the fact that Jokin Agar makes his first appearance in King's Landing right after. Amen. Amen. It's not even a theory it's it's just
1: fact at just, this point it, it is it is known it is it, it is it is known it is known that Serio is the faceless man it is known uh, uh sorry, it is known that the faceless man appeared as serrio um more correctly
0: um, but uh but do he, we have any favorites to dull out?
1: Let's see, I got I think all of mine there. If you're going with Daenerys and Amelia Clark as well, um you said King of the North was your favorite scene, and um Sansa, um if you're sticking with it, the and maybe he'll bring me yours. Strong. I
0: loved so, that. That's such a but like it's Sansa's done giving a fuck. It's when Sansa starts taking the steps towards being the character who we grow to really love because obviously up to this point she's been Less than uh, the most likable character around, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, she's only been annoying, and tr- the true tr- treasoner yeah, I won't do any treason i love I love that line, I won't do any treason, um stupid girl, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like she's the one who really betrayed her house as of right now, uh but but she now didn't. now I am. Yeah, no, she's just been manipulated. It's all just manipulation, and it's like, it's not her fault. Uh, she just so happens to also be a little annoying at the same time, like, her talking to, um, head, Illin? Piece. Illin? What's the, the, the title, her title.
0: Um, oh, oh, the, uh, the Scepta, Scepta. Septu- Scepta, yeah, oh, uh, another
1: spike, or yeah, head on a spike right, up there. That's Sad. That's there um yeah next to Geor good old good old georgie up there um no but yeah that was like sansa just being an absolute dick to her for no There's reason
0: saying in king's landing i know it's in texas it's probably in king's landing it goes fool me once shame on shame on you but fool me can't get fooled again before we get your head on a
1: spike next to yeah. Ned Stark, you know, <laughs> and Septa, Septa. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the... we got him. Yeah, that's, that's insane. If that is, if, if they actually tried to put George W. Bush's head in the show on a spike and then had to CGI over it, that's, that is nuts. Like, I make this the greatest episode of television
0: article from the Guardian article from the Guardian June 14th 2012 head of state Game of Thrones sorry about decapitating George W. Bush HBO is groveling for mercy after airing a grisly scene starring the head of George W. Bush they didn't CGI it out it is there uh is it still there I think it might be uh the former no. President's Noggin shows up shish-kebobbed on a barbarian spike in a scene from the Chainmail and Boobs medieval fantasy series, Game of Thrones.
1: I love that Boobs is a descriptor, a descriptor word of Game of Thrones at this point now. Um, No way. Wait a minute. Okay, so that's like at the beginning of the episode, kind of.
0: Right? Yeah, they said, we are sorry this happened and we will have it removed from any future DVD production. And he doesn't appear short-haired. He has long hair. And it's just the side of his face. And it looks like he's on the end. Uh, I I doubt they probably scrubbed him out by now. Yeah, it doesn't... I'm looking at it
1: now. It doesn't look... um doesn't look like you can see him at all. Um, unless he is the one just at the very end. You can see the like, little gray hair. Um... I don't even know how but, long
0: you'll be able to see this, but that's it.
1: Oh, wow, so, okay, yeah. So, yeah, you can't really tell at
0: all. No, yeah, they they, they hit it hard, but you could that's tell hilarious. from, like, the mouth and the nose, it's George Bush. That's which is, hilarious. It's outstanding, is what it is. But, uh, they had the balls to be <laughs> like, balls. yeah, well,
1: I'm going to put the president's... Is that the current? Wait a minute. No, Barack
0: Obama would have been president. Oh, okay. So literally, but literally, wow. It was one president previous. Like putting
1: Donald Trump's head on. That's probably actually been done though. Donald Trump's head on Spike <laughs> right. many times without any problem at all. Yeah,
0: right. Um, probably. So, probably. Um, yeah. Difference.
1: The difference that ten years can make.
0: No, um, yeah, you could probably get away with that now and just be like, it's freedom of speech.
1: Mm-hmm. and just, it, yep. it would anger the shit out of half the people, and then the other half would be completely okay. Yep. So, you know, as it normally goes,
0: as today. Yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, I think with that, that just leaves us with a rating mm-hmm. the episode. And then, are we going to go ahead and rate the season overall?
1: I think we shall. Yeah. Or if, if we want to declare favorites of the season, I guess we should rate the episode first. I like that. Um, right. probably get the, the episode done first, but then maybe get our favorites of the season down before we, then, we rate yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like that.
0: I like that. Okay. Then, uh, let's start by rating the episode. Uh, as far as enjoyment is concerned, I don't know that I'm at a firm 10 with this one.
1: Yeah. There, there is some hesitation. It's not like, Oh, this one's a ten. Like the the moment the end is like okay, wow, Epic. one of yet you know, the best of Epic. all time. But like through the whole episode, it's it's like okay, wow, we're really building towards something. But I'm not getting the instant satisfaction of the episode. Yeah, you know um, the King in the north. Great yeah. scene, great cool.
0: scene. I I think this is this is probably in that nine five range, nine two five even. Uh, okay, I like.
1: Nine five puts it on the same as like a golden crown
0: and the pointy end. I mean, yeah, yeah. These moments are massive. I love. Yeah,
1: that. yeah. It's not. Uh, I like that. It's not a ten, but it's it's pretty damn close. Um, because there's not really like a down part of the episode. Where you're like, oh man, this is dragging on, and I hate this. It's like it's just kind of like, holy shit. I just got king of the noise, and then it, um, I'm hype, and then it's like, uh, it's a whole different type of episode, kind of, because it, it is, most of it is just preparing for next season. Right. Um, so they just had to kind of write, you know, how do you write a complete story for the single episode that also has to have a cliffhanger? at Everybody every storyline, you know, yeah. like yeah they have to have a cliffhanger at every location. Like a cliffhanger at the wall, a cliffhanger at King's Landing, a cliffhanger, or not a cliffhanger, but like they're leading off to do X, you know, yeah. or whatever. So yeah, I think I think nine five is, is fair though here.
0: Genre
1: wise, are we sitting Eesh. here with another ten? I mean this is just like that's the thing is that like it is the genre is like it's Game of Thrones. How good of Game of Thrones is it? If this is like just television as fantasy drama, it's it's a ten. Like the it, that's the thing is that is is this just a ten in Game of Thrones standards? Is like what it is, you know. Right. Um, as far as television goes, I don't know how you can get much better than than this. Genre-wise, just how well the world building is done, because that is what this episode does: is world build the hell out of it and set you up for war next season.
0: Um. So Lord yeah, I think, Bruin, dragons are born. A king in the north is declared. I mean, yeah,
1: I don't think I. I don't have any hesitation here. Um. With not giving it a 10, just giving it a 10. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Well, critic, this, this one is interesting critically. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a
0: solid story over the course of this episode, uh, with, uh, Daenerys specifically. I like John's arc, very succinct arc that he has. Gonna leave. Nope. Honor brings me back. Uh, I like what it Rob, kinda,
1: yeah, kind of writes itself. In yeah. a way, this episode does. Um, and it's, I'm trying to think, like, the best episode of this season, critically,
0: and, was, yeah,
1: it was last, like, was written so well, like, just, and everything was firing on all cylinders, and, like, you knew it was, like, oh, that, that was just well fucking,
0: made. it was beautiful. Um,
1: this one Very was just good kind looking. of, this one was, um, was good looking like that they, they had some. like there, it was good looking good but it shots. wasn't
0: as good looking as last week and i would argue it wasn't as well written as last week uh it was a solid episode but it wasn't anything jaw-dropping mm. uh, and solid is probably a little not nice enough it is a good episode of television this is a fantastic season finale it's very good but it's not perfect by any means or close to it, I I I go probably right around a straight up nine out of ten.
1: Yeah, that's where I was. I didn't think like eight was like okay. Like I, I'm kind of pulling if I'm like starting to go into the eight range, um, but nine, like two five, like that. I don't know. That did seem kind of even high, but yeah. That I mean that puts it out. That that would average it out to a nine five overall for the episode which i think makes makes a lot of sense um puts it just a little bit below a golden crown which is at a 958 so basically like a 96 and this was a 95 it still Um, makes
0: it a top three episode of the season
1: yeah um which i think makes sense let's see imdb gives this one a 9.4 um so we're even more harsh critically than IMDb, but I, I think a lot of people just give this a 10 out of 10 because it's the season Probably. finale of Game of Thrones, season one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes also gives it a hundred percent. Um, the top critics, um, average rating is a 9.1 actually there. So a little closer to our, our critic rating.
0: All um, right. So, and yeah. on the season, that makes our, our ranking of them as far as rating is concerned at the top best episode of the season season 1 episode 9 Baylor uh, that got a 9.83 on our uh, on our rating scale at second we have got a golden crown mm-hmm. season 1 episode 6 at a 958 so a 96% at third we got the season finale fire and blood at a 95 a 9.5 at fourth we have got Looks like the pointy mm-hmm. end, season one, episode eight, at a nine four two, then
1: a tie, and here. then
0: a tie for fifth with episode five and seven at a ninety three. Followed then another tie with another tie between episode four and one at an eighty eight. After that, episode two, the King's Road, and the bottom episode of the season, the worst of the season, season one, episode three, Lord Snow at a 77%. Don't worry,
1: John, you get a lot better. Um, Your your title episode might be the worst of the season, but it was part of one of the greatest seasons of television ever. So the worst episode of the season is also not, it's not actually bad. By Um, any means by yeah. any means. So, 77 love, yeah. is a
0: good uh, a solid episode. That that is more accurately solid. Hey, I would have taken
1: a 77 on my English paper, I'll tell you that. That would Man. have been a <laughs> that would have been a, a great improvement. That would have been um, nice. Um, so, um but yeah. Ooh, now I'm I'm thinking of like favorites of the, of the whole season here. And I don't know, this this is tough to not go Ned and Sean Bean because like we never get him again. Um, and like, holy shit, Ned was so much cooler on this rewatch, like his investigation. Oh, fantastic. Um, so it, I'm I'm seeing if
0: anyone beats Ned. I am 100% Ned Stark for character of the season. Uh, okay. The performance yeah. is the only one that I get kind of up in the air on, and I'm like the only one that gives him a run for his money is the one that I gave the most other performance nods to and that's Amelia Clark as Daenerys mm. Targaryen. I think she had to provide a great deal of range over the course of this season. Uh but I think Ned I think Sean Bean had a bunch of just subtle nuance in his in his performances, you know, like uh I I always come back to his death scene when he realizes he's going to die and he's like He's just looking around like, oh my god. Like this is it. Yeah. Uh
1: heart wrenching. This dude. this is that is tough. You we both have equal amounts. You've given Sean Bean two Nas and Amelia Clark two. I've given each of them three. Um
0: Damn, that didn't make and, things easier, huh?
1: And it's like, yeah, that is tough. And the other the other one I think honorable mention to Peter Dinklage for the the comedic like performance, oh, what, well, yeah, you know, like he he brings such a light to that character that is is so good, but I I have to go Sean Bean.
0: For I think I also uh, have to go Sean Bean. I think I do. I think I do. Now, picking your favorite scene from the season. Mm. Ooh. That's a toughie. That is a toughie. Uh, across the episodes, I picked the Feast at Winterfell in Episode 1, Arya and Jon's goodbye in Episode 2, Daenerys becoming a Khaleesi in Episode 3, demanding her Khalasar to stop and bitching her brother for the first time, uh, Jon and Samwell talking about their virginity in Episode 4, Robert Baratheon and Cersei's conversation, you know, about holding the realm together. How long can hate hold a thing together? Uh and I'm I'm hard pressed to not go with a crown for a king. Uh Kaldrog killing Viserys. That's a top moment for me. That's that's an all time moment of Game of Thrones. Mm. This is tough. It is
1: either the moment we just got done talking about, like the season finale moment. Um, It's either Daenerys. um, And looking at my other favorite scenes, um, like, Arya's first sword lesson? Or... I think it's just Daenerys. Like, out of my scenes that I have, Daenerys' is only is like the biggest like nothing actually comes close to that other than Ned's death, I guess. Right. The, those two. Okay, I don't love that. I don't love that. I don't that I it isn't it doesn't it's it's a hard favorite. Um I'd rather walk away from season one thinking of Daenerys coming out as her badass self and this is the story. Yeah, and start. you know what's
0: funny is I know I picked the King in the North moment as the season finale favorite scene, but I think my favorite scene of just like remembering season one, it might be that. You know, like when I, I looked back on season one, it's that and Ned's death. That's what I remember. I think
1: so I think I'm just switching is because I think my scene is Daenerys becoming the mother of dragons, and then my line is King of the North. King of the North, and, um, but you're so your scene is the King of the North. But then, what's have you decided on a line yet? I guess. Um, no, I don't know. A line is mine. The king. Yeah, my line is the King of the. That, that's just
0: my line. Um, that's a great line. That's a great line. Uh... I think I'm going to go with there is only one God and his name is Death. And there is only one thing we say to Death. Not today. That's
1: good. Okay. That okay. That's actually really good. I like that we have the King of the North and Not Today, because they both get called back to eventually. We'll get they John do. being They're... called King of the North, we'll get Rob being called the King of the North a lot more. And then we'll get John eventually and then the not today like that that's just such an easy one easy callback one that they they call back to a lot so um, my close second was a mind needs
0: books like a sword needs a whetstone i love that one
1: that is good i mean i did have um and go celibate the the horse we go begging from dorn to Castle rock um no i just want to stand on top of the wall and piss off the edge of the world that was one of the options uh, from Tyrion that I had. So, yeah, Tyrion had some bangers um, this oh, season. Peter
0: um, Dinklage is so good. Yeah. Mm.
1: But, wow. Now, oh, geez. Okay. Now I guess we have to rate the entire season. How do you even do that? That's it's tough. tough. It's a tough job. Um, it's a tough job. How do you do that? Enjoy. Like, how do you, how did I enjoy this entire season? You know, as a rewatch, like... I had a good this time. this was a I I'm watching with a different lens, I think, is the thing. And I'm a, a very close-up lens, you know, I'm I'm looking at way more details and I'm um talking about it in just way more detail. I'm not just going watching three episodes at a time and and you know just kind of blowing some things off. Um However, so I, it's,
0: I know I like seasons more.
1: That's the thing.
0: I said, like, yeah.
1: It, it, that's the, it, we, we had to have those first, like, until episode five. Like, it, it, they didn't hit their stride yet. We were, were like, man, they haven't really found who they are yet. You know, they haven't really hit that Game of Thrones feel. Um, but then once they did, it was like, boom. You know, yeah. once we were there, we were in. But it did take that time, that ramp up to get there. So I think it enjoyment overall. I think it's still pretty high, but I think it's like honestly like eight five eight seven no, nine. Like I think eight seven five or nine is where I'm at. I think for this,
0: my cut was nine, but I'd be I'd be even okay going eight seven five. Uh, I do think eight seven like taking it below a nine might be a little bit of a disservice to season one. I think it kicked it off in such a nice fun way. Uh, yeah, no. I, th- I think zero? nine. Eight sounds harsh. Yeah. I like think anything
1: nine. eight. I think um, it's
0: nine. And frankly, like that, yeah. I'm left in a place where I think it might just be nines. Like across Ooh, the board. Okay. Let's see. Maybe genre wise you can pump
1: it. Pretty freaking good. Let's see. Like, we gave one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven episodes a ten out of ten um of this season. The other ones, there's two eights and a nine two five. So like
0: it'd be closer it's like, to a nine seven five.
1: Yeah, I mean they did that that's the thing is that like when it comes to fantasy and world building and drama, like holy shit. The just the drama that Varys has alone. Just the drama that Ned has alone. Just the drama that Littlefinger has alone. Source, every character has enough drama in their
0: own story that, like... It could be a whole show unto itself.
1: No mat- Yeah, no matter who you are... No matter what kind of viewer you are, you will pick at least one of those storylines to focus on and be like, I can't wait for this character to get back on screen. I can't wait to figure out what's going to happen next to this character. And then it comes in a way that's not in a way that you thought at all. It comes through a completely different character. You know, and that's that's how the show works. It's so connected that you're hoping, like, I remember my first watch, like, I was obsessed with Littlefinger just because he's... Man, you know, manipulating and smart, and you know, knowledge is this whole thing. Um, right now, I'm focusing way more on Varus because it's like the same thing, but like way smarter and not filled with power lust. But and, like, yeah, yeah. Like I remember like wanting Littlefinger to come back on screen. Like I would like, oh, like yes. Now I want it. Like, what's he doing next? What's his, What's he spying on now? What's he doing? Um, and like I. I love that about this show. And like no other show really does that. Um so like I think it's like, like nine that. like nine five nine seven five. Um is where I'm at. I think I'm nine at.
0: seven five is where I'm at. You know, you yeah. look at the, you look at the season as a whole, seven tens, seven out of ten. That's pretty strong. It's pretty yeah. strong. Uh, critically
1: though, that it they did take a while, like Enjoyment wise, I think it is fair to bring it up again. Like they did, take a while to hit their stride. Uh, those first few episodes, you know, it it is a new show. Like obviously, they're not gonna know exactly. World- yeah, like
0: all time world building though. Um, so
1: yeah, it's like this is regarded as one of the greatest seasons of television. And now watching it for I don't know my third or fourth time, I understand why. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah. I get why pretty this show bad. is regarded as like the, one of the best of all time. I get why it costed this or it cost this much to make. Um pretty damn good show. It's not it's not a it can't be a 10 is the thing. No. If it was a no. 10, I'd be I, like it's a 10. Like I'm right after there's nine. no. Yeah. Uh, I and I don't know if I'm going like above nine it's either like a nine or a nine two five. i feel like
0: for yeah me. no and um, i think i think we go on the low end i think we do i think a nine out of ten is a very nice score it's a very great it's a very very good season of television i don't 90? know that this, maybe the show eventually does have a 10 out of 10 season of television but i also know it has better seasons of television you know like i i want room i know we have room to grow and i know that this is a damn good season of television so i'm comfortable giving it a nine
1: yeah yeah if, i mean that rounds it out total to a nine two five um which is pretty spot on if i was just a what do you think of season one i'm like yeah it's like a nine out of ten for sure um but it's pretty fucking good, so I'd give it like a, you know, like a, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I I'm comfortable with that.
0: Um, Beautiful. So the first season comes to a nine two five out of ten, which is a damn here he is. good season of television. And with that, we will conclude the first episode of Winter Is Blooming. It was a hell of a way to kick off the new year, finishing season one of Game of Thrones. Uh, fucking awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep track of all the seasons of television I finished throughout the year. So the the first one that got a nice little number one was mm. Game of Thrones season one. Nice. January 1st, 2023. That's good. That's,
1: good. A, that's a very nice start of the list. Oh, it's beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. If you are fucking with us, we also do a lot of Star Wars coverage, and we're specifically going to have a lot of Star Wars coverage for you this week. Rebellion's Bloom continues this Wednesday with round three of our Star Wars character draft and the Bad Batch two episode premiere we will have two episodes of rebellions bloom on wednesday and we are going to be joined by kyler barnett once again let's go so excited to have the boy back it's been too long can't wait to have him back on so i'm excited for that the bad batch is back and with it the bad batch bitches uh this friday the comic book journey through film begins starts with batman 66 it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for weeks now, months now, Uh with the ending of the 52-year journey through film. Fridays will continue to be movie days here on the Penny Bloom Podcast. And our Journey Through Film comic book movie edition kicks off Friday with Batman 1966. So cue up HBO Max, go watch Batman 66, and then follow along with us for the next several years on that project every friday (laughs) for the next couple years we're doing a comic book movie for you and i cannot wait we've already got so many of them recorded so many great guests have come on to join us for the weeks coming up and i just can't wait for you guys to hear it uh season two of winter is blooming kicking off next week super excited about that Uh, and i cannot wait for you all to hear it can't wait for you all to hear it uh but with that if you would head to Patreon.com/slash/PennyBloomPod, where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including all sorts of comic book pull lists. I've been sick the past the past week, and we had Christmas the week before, so I'm a little behind. But I'm going to catch up. I promise. I promise. Uh, and uh if you would head to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod. Follow on Instagram at PennyBloomPodcast. Remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you are listening. And remember, peace. Love and Bloom. And the King of the North!